Welcome to A Year on Tour with Wittinghus. Here's your host, Hans Christian Wittinghus. Hello guys and girls and welcome back to another episode of A Year on Tour with Wittinghus. I'll start off by thanking my three three newest patrons, Ganana, Robin and Chaolong. Thanks so much for joining the team of patrons and that means I have now crossed the 50 mark. That also means I'll now start doing monthly live Q&As for patrons only, so exclusively for the patrons. If you want to be able to join that, you should go on patreon.com slash and sign up. I've made a poll on the Patreon page for you guys to vote on which of four times that suits you best for the Q&A. So all my patrons should go there and check it out and vote for when it suits you best so we can have the most possible patrons for my first exclusive Q&A session. I also need to draw a winner for my prize for April. The winner will win a bag that I got at the European Championships, a European Championship edition bag in purple actually, also with a European Championship mug, a notebook, a pen, my accreditation and also a signed t-shirt of the one of the ones I used at the European Championships. So I will draw the winner between each of my patrons and as always you get one lot per dollar you support with a month and the winner of the prize is Søren Olsen. Congrats Søren, I will send you a message to find out how I will get the prize sent to you. Now let's move on to talking about my semi-final match at the European Championships. My latest update was after the quarterfinal and before on the day of my uh, of my semi-final. Right now I'm back home. I will get back to that, but let's first just go through the uh, the match I played against Antonsen in the semis. I said in the previous episode that my body did not feel as bad as I was fearing it would going into the match. Looking back back at it, I might have overestimated the state of my body a a little bit. I did say in the episode it would also be a mental challenge, and I I still think that's true. But it was more of a physical battle than I was expecting in the morning, unfortunately. I would say that after a quite even start in the uh, in the match, I think it was five all actually. I I started feeling like I could not move fast enough to to keep up the pace that that Anas was setting for the match. He also got a big gap around that time. I think it was eleven five or eleven six at the at the interval. I felt I was on the back foot all of the time. I tried a few times to take more control of the match instead of just absorbing everything that he did and trying to get everything back. But yeah, huge credit to Anas that he did not allow it. He uh, he didn't let me take control and I, I couldn't really earn it on my own as my movement was simply just not good enough to match his pace. Sometimes this kind of feeling of being slow and heavy in my body gets better throughout a match, especially if I'm still close in terms of the score and I feel like there is a chance that I can I can still win. But Anas just did not let up at any point, so mentally I was never really able to kind of shake this feeling of being one step behind all the time. 
I kept trying to like push myself and also mentally adjust and convince myself it was going to be possible there would be a chance to get back and and challenge Anas for the win but I just never really came close to challenge him he he got a, a big lead in the second game as well even though I tried to push especially in the start of the game so yeah I was just on the back foot most of the match and that resulted in me attacking out of position a, a bit too often because I was trying to force uh, force things and, and get out of the the bad situations and when I do that I, I make too many mistakes and that was also the case against Anas I was I was trying too hard to to push it and yeah I, I felt forced to do so as I couldn't just uh, be a runner and get everything back as I, I wasn't moving well enough to to do that of course it was annoying and I was a little annoyed after the match that I could not make it a better match and a closer match. I think the score was 21-14, 21-17, but it was never really close in any of those games. Even though I got 17 in the second game, he was always in a big lead. But to be honest, I actually wasn't too disappointed as I honestly felt I gave everything I had to give on Saturday. I did not have anything left in my body more to give and... Mentally, yeah, I was trying hard, but because of how Anas played and, and how solid he was, he just never really gave me a chance to get into the match, and uh, I didn't have those extra resources that it took to, to actually get into the match. About an hour after the match, we found out that we had actually most likely just played for the gold medal and not just a spot in the final to play against Victor Axelsen. When we were eating our dinner together, me and Anas, after some uh, cool down and uh, a short walk from the, the stadium to the uh, hotel, we uh, we were just uh, yeah, having a, a little bit of a dinner together and talking about the match and yeah, about the, uh, the entire week. And uh, we got the news that Victor had tested positive for COVID-19. We all got tested in the morning before our semi-final and the results came back in the evening. So actually they found out right at the end of his semi-final match against Kelle Koljonen. So in all likelihood at that time when we were told on Saturday the final the next day would be cancelled, they would take a new test of, for Victor to confirm the positive. So we didn't know for sure, but most likely he uh, he would be out of the final, and Anas was the uh, the European champion. So that that was a uh, a little bit of an an odd situation, sitting there having our dinner right after playing and realizing that we actually just played for a a gold medal and not just a a spot in the final and a really tough match against Victor. As I'm sure you all know, it was confirmed the next morning, so Anas was the champion, and we had our fourth confirmed positive case on the Danish team. It also turned out that Mark Lamsfus from Germany, who was meant to play the men's doubles final, also was positive for COVID-19, so the men's doubles final was cancelled as well. It was just like the, the craziness of, of this week would never end, it seemed. Only three finals to be played on, on final day. But actually thinking back on it, it did make a little bit of sense with both those positive cases so victor and mark yeah and actually there was an umpire as well who tested positive but both victor and mark were actually quite close to joel Ibe, who you probably will remember if you listen to this podcast or follow the news was the first guy that tested positive when we arrived in ukraine 
On the bus from the airport to the hotel when we arrived, Victor was sitting in the row behind Joel, but a little further away, so not not right behind him, but in in a middle seat on the uh, on the other side of the bus. So he was still quite close, and he was actually a like borderline case in terms of being one of the persons that needed to go into extra isolation like I did, Gemke and Nerd did as we sat on the the spots right next to or right in front of or behind Joel. Uh, but yeah, the uh, the head of sports who was there, our team manager, he uh, decided that, that Victor was okay to be free like, like everyone else except me, Gemke and, and Nerd. Lamsfus he actually sat next to Joel on the flight from Frankfurt to Kiev. So even though he's a German and not traveling with the Danish team, for some reason he was, yeah, just by coincidence, sitting right next to Joel on that flight from Frankfurt to Kiev. And remember, we weren't supposed to take that flight in the in the first in our original travel schedule. And so quite unlucky for for Mike, but I remember that he, he was sitting next to him because I was again in the seat right in front of Joel and I spoke to Mike because he was then sitting uh, right behind me on my left so I could talk to him. He was on a uh, an aisle seat. So I remember talking to him and he was uh, yeah sitting right next to Joel. So maybe that's where they got the virus, Victor and Mike. It would make sense. Of course, it's a little crazy. They did not test positive until eight days later since their yeah, latest contact with the Joel, but I guess that's why quarantine rules often are more than 10 days in, in most places, right? Anyway, enough talk about the COVID-19. Under normal circumstances, I would still have to go to the podium and get my medal on Sunday, which was something I was actually looking forward to. It's a really nice moment. I remember it from calling in 17 when I won a bronze medal as well. It's a really proud moment and seeing those flags go uh, to the top of the the roof and I would even get to hear the Danish national uh, anthem as it was the Dane that was going to win. So yeah, missing out on that was of course uh, yeah, not, not real nice and I missed out on it because the prize ceremony was cancelled in men's singles and men's doubles because of the positive cases. So instead of the prize ceremony, I was put on a plane and sent back home to Denmark. Of course, I just needed to pass a few COVID-19 tests first, and I did that. So that means I'm now in Denmark. I actually don't have my medal yet. I'm sure I will get it from Badminton Europe. They have their main office here in uh, in Denmark, so I'll, I'll get it when they get back, I'm sure. I'm now in quarantine at home. I need to be that for another four days. So when I get a negative PCR test on Thursday, I will be able to go out back into society and also start my training again as well. So hopefully that will be on Friday this week. Honestly, I'm just so happy to be back home though. It was a really, really tough week in Ukraine. I'm sure you've you've been able to understand that from uh, from listening to the podcast this week or this past week. I felt mentally just drained at the end of uh, of the week. Even though I would have liked to be on the, the podium, as soon as I got the chance to get on a plane back home, there was no hesitation in my mind. I, I just needed to get on that plane and get back. I had had enough of being in a hotel room in, in Ukraine, so I'm, yeah, again, so happy to be back home. And even though I'm quarantining at my house, it's uh, it's much nicer to be here and to be able to to be uh, close to, to my family and know that if I do end up testing positive, which I highly doubt 
it will have to be at home I quarantine and not uh, in some random hotel room in Ukraine. Also, this home quarantine is probably not the worst thing that could happen to me right now. I really feel like I need to recoup and refocus my mind. There was so much on my mind last week. And right now, to be honest, traveling is not the thing that turns me on the most. Not in any way, actually. On the contrary, I don't feel like traveling right now. And I'm actually supposed to be traveling again in less than two weeks for the Malaysia and Singapore Opens. Those two events seem to be a little bit up in the air right now. We are still awaiting confirmation on the terms for the events in regard of the quarantine rules. And thus we don't know exactly when we need to travel to be there in, uh, in due time. I actually strongly consider giving both and maybe just the Singapore Open a pass though. I'm ranked safely in the top 32 now. So it's not urgent in terms of my ranking and... We also have to remember that when I start training again on Friday, hopefully, I haven't been able to have proper training for two weeks. So I'm definitely not where I would like to be in terms of my physique. The mental aspect is also part of it. I, As I said, I don't feel like traveling. I really don't want to right now, especially not for three weeks or four weeks if we have to quarantine for a real long time. A long quarantine in Malaysia is also a concern for my body, so I'm not sure if it even makes sense for me going there believing I, I would be able to compete with the best guys in the world if the preparation is going to be real poor once again. I know it's the same for the other guys, but I'm just in a different situation, both in terms of my age, of course, but also in terms of the fact that I was not able to train in Ukraine at all, at any point. Anyway, that's for another day to decide. We will know much more about the uh, the rules for participating at the end of the week, hopefully. I'll, of course, keep you guys posted on my social media. And I'll also keep you posted on my next podcast episode. There seems to be enough going on at the moment for me to be back with a new episode quite soon. So hopefully you will tune in for that one as well. Until then, thanks so much for listening, everyone. Stay safe out there. Bye. Thank you for listening to A Year on Tour with Wittinghus. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, share and leave a comment in iTunes or your preferred podcast app.